Welcome to We Built This Life. I'm your host, Jennifer Walker. I own a freelance writing small business, and this is the podcast that tells stories about small business owners and entrepreneurs and how they built their working lives from the ground up. This is episode 30, and in honor of Earth Day, I'm talking about six small businesses that make low waste and or sustainable products that we can support to lessen our waste and our impact on the environment. Thank you so much for listening today. Hello and welcome to episode 30. I'm Jennifer Walker. And if you are listening on the day that this episode releases, happy almost Earth Day 2023. This is actually the 53rd annual Earth Day. And as I mentioned in the intro, I'll be talking about a few small businesses that you can support that make low waste or sustainable products that can greatly help us reduce our personal waste. But before I get into that, I realized as I was thinking about this episode that I didn't know a lot about Earth Day's history. So I just want to start there for some background. The first Earth Day was held in 1970, and it was an effort started by Gaylord Nelson, who was a Wisconsin senator, after a massive oil spill that happened in Santa Barbara, California in 1969. That was kind of the the impetus for this idea that he had. And at the time, we were... In the later years of the Vietnam War and anti-war protests, and Senator Nelson wanted to direct that same energy that people had for these protests towards the environment. So he partnered with a Republican congressman, Pete McCloskey, and an activist, Dennis Hayes, and their efforts led to Earth Day, where on this first Earth Day, 20 million Americans demonstrated against the effects of years of industrial development and how this impacts human health. It was apparently a rare bipartisan effort where people united around issues like oil spills, toxic dumps, pesticides, freeways, the loss of wilderness, the extinction of wildlife into this one event. And 20 years later in 1990, Earth Day went global with 200 million people and 141 countries participating. I got all of this information from earthday.org. I will link the website in the show notes if you want to read more about the history but I just thought it might be helpful to have a little bit of context for this annual event that this episode was sort of inspired by today. So my personal journey with the the climate crisis has been up and down. I get very into trying to do my part to decrease my, my impact, my family's impact on the planet, the amount of waste we produce, and being very into that. And I even have an old podcast episode. It was episode eight where I talk a little bit about this and the low waste products that we were using at the time. And then I also go to the other end and I go through phases where I think like, what's the point? (laughs) Is any of this really going to make, make a difference and save the planet? Right. That's like, I mean, I'm sure we all have these thoughts. You just think there aren't enough people on board. There's too many barriers. And then I get very down about the situation and I can't read any stories about climate change without falling into a deep funk. So that's kind of both sides of the spectrum. There's actually a term for that, for the depression we can feel about climate change. I used to follow somebody on Instagram that kind of talked about that, the feelings that we have about it and how to address them. And I just got too depressed following the account and I had to unfollow. But, you know, I think we all have these feelings. And at the end of the day, I think ultimately what we all want is to be able to say that we tried to do something, we tried to make changes. And so I am back to that again. We are trying to do our part in my house to sort of eliminate or reduce some of the waste that we produce. So as you probably gathered, I'm going to be solo today. And and in honor of Earth Day, I'm excited to share some of these small businesses that I like to support or that I am interested in supporting that make low waste or sustainable products. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. 
So the first type of products I wanna talk about are those that reduce single-use plastics and personal care products. There are so many products now that we can buy that have historically only been packaged in plastic, but now there are options that remove that packaging. There are deodorant bars, lotion bars, toothpaste tablets, dish soap blocks that replace kind of the dish detergent that we use to wash our dishes. I mean, to be really honest, I, I don't use any of these things at the moment, though I am drawn to some of them. I'd like to try the dish soap block and the lotion bars. I think that I would have success with those. And, and the reason I think that is because of another product that I recently started using that I really, really like, and that is shampoo and conditioner bars. I always thought that these would be really hard to use, so I put off trying them. But I started to grow increasingly frustrated with all of the plastic bottles of shampoo and conditioner in our shower. They're just like driving me crazy. And they're single-use plastics. You use the products and then the bottles get thrown away when you're done. I had used Acure shampoo and conditioner for a long time, and Acure actually does have a recycling program. If I can find a link, I'll include that in the show notes. But you have to save all of these bottles until you have a full box to ship them out. And personally, for, for my family, we live in such a small space, I really don't want a box of old shampoo and conditioner bottles lingering for a long time until it gets filled up. So last month, I finally bought a shampoo bar and a conditioner bar to try out, and I purchased ones that were made by a company called Good Juju. So Good Juju was founded by Lisa Carandat and Alexa Monahan. They are friends from Canada, so a Canadian company. They have backgrounds in the natural health industry, and they believe in pure natural ingredients, which you will find in their products, but also in reducing the amount of single-use plastics that are in our daily lives. So they found a good juju. They carry a good variety of shampoo and conditioner bars for various hair types. So I use the bars for normal hair. They also have products for dry and curly hair, for oily and fine hair, and for scalp care. And the bars are actually really easy to use. I mean, maybe everybody knows this already, but I, I didn't know how to use them. So I, I'll just say you just wet your hair and you wet the bar and then you actually rub the bar in circular motions, or this is how I do it, along the top and the back of your head. And this produces enough lather. I just go in a line, like circular motions in a line straight down all over my head. And then you're able to use the product just like you would a normal shampoo. Then I lift up my hair in the back and I kind of do the back of my head, the underside, rubbing the shampoo bar against there. And that produces more lather. And usually I have maybe medium length hair. Usually that produces enough lather to wash the rest of my hair that isn't directly against my head. So they are really easy to use. The bars are shipped in cardboard boxes. So the boxes go right into recycling. And it looks like on the Good Juju website, you can even subscribe and opt out of getting the zero waste box. And it makes the bar a bit cheaper if you do that. So I think I might try that option. I'm, I'm thinking of subscribing. On the website, on the Good Juju website, a one-time purchase of each bar is $20 without the box, $22 with it. And if you subscribe, that brings the price down to $16 a bar if you do not get the zero waste box. All right, so here's the time. In the beginning, when I was talking about barriers, this could maybe be one of them. Buying these types of products can be more expensive than buying a regular bottle of shampoo or conditioner at a drugstore that we might be used to doing. So this is a, a real barrier for people. And it has been a barrier for me too in the past with other products. If I can go off on a tangent here, I used to use Who Gives a Crap toilet paper. 
and it is toilet paper made out of bamboo. Each roll of toilet paper is wrapped in paper and it's shipped just in a regular cardboard box. So there's no plastic. I used to really like this company. I mean, the, the toilet paper was actually pretty nice and they shipped really quickly. Like you could notice one day you were out of toilet paper. I don't know if this is just based on where I live, but I feel like I'd order one day, I'd have the shipment the next day. So they, they were a great company. We kind of alternated getting big boxes of who gives a crap toilet paper. It was usually 48 rolls that came at once with buying toilet paper from the grocery store just because of the price. And then like so many companies, they had a price increase that just made it too expensive for us to use them. It was, it was a pretty decent increase. I think now for 48 rolls, it costs $68. So, uh, so we had to stop using them, but if it's in your budget, I, I really did like them as a company and I would recommend them if you're looking for a sustainable option for toilet paper. And they're always in the back of my mind if I feel like we're able to sort of work it into our budget sometime in the future. So price is a very real barrier. I think it's just about making like small changes where you can. And this is the shampoo and conditioner bars to go back to the original topic are a great option if it's in your budget to eliminate the plastic shampoo and conditioner bottles. So if you're wondering how long they last for me, I don't wash my hair every day. My guess is that the bars will last about two months, but of course that'll vary. So good juju shampoo and conditioner bars to reduce using single-use plastic shampoo and conditioner bottles. Good juju also carries laundry strips and has eliminated the plastic packaging that can come with whatever we use to do our laundry. I use something else for laundry that I like, which I'll talk about, but what I use does result in some plastic waste. So the laundry strips might be a good option if you're looking for something that's entirely plastic free. Okay, the next business I want to talk about is Marley's Monsters for reusable products. I know I mentioned them in episode eight, the solo episode that I did about our family trying to reduce our waste. Marley's Monsters is a company that's based in Eugene, Oregon that offers so many reusable and low waste products. The company was founded by Sarah Dooley in 2013. She was an interior designer at at the time and on maternity leave awaiting her first child, whose name is Marley, the namesake of the business. And she took out her sewing machine and made a monster out of fabric scraps. And this kind of was the beginning of her starting a business. From there, she started Marley's Monsters, which is based on reusable products. It was just her in the beginning. So a one person business, how so many people start, everybody starts maybe, unless you have a partner. And now Marley's Monsters has more than 70 employees. Their website is just really fun to look through if you want to get a good overview of what is out there in terms of reusable and sustainable products, because they seem to have so much within this market. I would say that probably their most well-known product is their unpaper towels. These are just cloth paper towels in really fun patterns. You can get a wooden dowel and a stand and wrap up the paper towels on the dowel so they look like a real paper towel roll, which is pretty cool. We actually have the dowel and the stand, though I don't often wrap our paper towels around it, but we've had unpaper towels for years. Ours are starting to look a little bit worn, but they still function well, so so we keep using them. I'll use them until they fall apart, and we've really liked them. It's a really easy switch to make. I also really like their bowl huggers or their bowl covers. They're just fabric bowl covers that you can cinch to be really tight around your bowls. So they replace plastic wrap or aluminum foil. I got a set of three different sized bowl covers and I use them to cover 
plates or bowls of food that my kids don't finish if I want to keep them in the fridge for later or dishes like covered dishes that we make for parties that we have to transport. So they're really versatile and a nice product to cut down on that plastic wrap and aluminum foil use. And I went on their website right before recording this episode and something else I think is interesting that I've never tried are reusable coffee filters. I've seen reusable coffee filters that are metal. There seems to be a fabric, like a cloth. As I mentioned, I've never tried them, but I could see my husband makes coffee every day and I could see them really saving a lot of waste if they work well. So that might be something interesting to check out. And then I mentioned the big dishwashing block of soap that you can use to replace like the seventh generation bottles of soap that you might have by your sinks that are in plastic, which, which I have by my sink. And Marley's Monsters carries that big dishwashing block of soap. I think what you would do to use that is just wet the soap and wet your sponge and kind of rub it on top. And now that I use the shampoo bar, I think it would be really easy to use. So this is definitely something I, I hope to pick up. And now on to cleaning and laundry. I, I always recommend Branch Basics. I know I mentioned this on episode eight before. I have subscribed to their product for at least five years. So Branch Basics is, is owned by three women, Marilee Nelson, Allison Evans, and Kelly Love. Allison is Marilee's niece, and Allison and Kelly are best friends, and they all have improved their health or the health of loved ones through food and also removing toxins from their environments. So for Marilee, her son Douglas, who was 10 at the time, was chemically injured by pesticides, is what the website says, and, and doctors thought the damage to his brain and his immune system would be irreparable, but Marilee was able to bring him back to health by removing harmful toxins from his food and from the environment. And when Allison was suffering from PCOS and chronic pain, she came to stay with Marilee and again, removing toxins from the environment, from her food, her symptoms healed. And, and Kelly had the same experience, relieving some symptoms from PMS and dry eyes. So they all have had these really profound experiences and they've seen the power in removing toxins from the home and so they started Branch Basics to offer a, I mean, they offer a, a couple products, but they have one main product, a safe product in terms of ingredients in the form of this concentrate that can be used for cleaning, hand soap, and laundry. So they sell bottles of concentrate. What I do is I subscribe to get the one bottle of concentrate every three months is what works for us. I get a bottle every three months and you use the concentrate and you buy refillable bottles that you can use for multi-purpose cleaner, glass cleaner, hand soap, laundry detergent, and on the bottles are different ratios. So you use the concentrate and water to fill the bottles to make these various products. And you do have to recycle the plastic bottle of concentrate. So if you use it every three months like me, that's four bottles of plastic a year that go into recycling, but all of the other bottles that you refill, like I've had those for years. I never throw them away. I just refill them every time. We use the concentrate for mainly the multi-purpose cleaner. That's the main cleaner we use for hand soap in both of our bathrooms and in our kitchen and for the laundry detergent. And then along with the laundry detergent, I also get their Oxy Boost, which is like a powdery kind of product that I put in with the detergent just to help with smells in the clothes. I feel like it makes everything a little bit softer. Your clothes come out smelling like nothing, which I like. They just seem clean. And as I said, I've been able to use those same those same refill bottles over and over again. If you do decide to order their main kit, which is a concentrate with all of those refill bottles, kind of the place that you start, I will say they're plastic hand soap bottles. Like I've had issues with them getting dirty within the pump and I haven't known how to take apart the pump to clean them. 
So I, I've contacted Branch Basics before and they have sent me new pumps. That's the beauty of working with a small business. They sent them free of charge, but Branch Basics has, all, has also come out with glass bottles. So they have glass hand soap bottles now, which look really nice. They sent all of their subscribers a bottle around the holidays. So we have one of the glass bottles in our bathroom. They look really nice. I think they have glass cleaning bottles now. So if you're going to use Branch Basics for hand soap, I might recommend going for the glass bottles. But this company is great. If you want to reduce the waste from cleaning products, laundry, laundry detergent bottles, hand soap bottles, you can do that with Branch Basics. Okay, so we've talked about small businesses that make low waste or reusable products for personal care, the kitchen, cleaning. Now on to clothing. That's kind of like the next section I can think of where we might produce a lot of waste. It feels like the best option to reduce waste with clothing is to buy secondhand. There are websites like ThreadUp where you can search by brand and find used clothing, secondhand clothing, and they have well-known brands on their site. You can even request a bag from ThreadUp to clean out your own closet. You can fill it up, send in the clothes that you don't want anymore, don't have a use for anymore, that are still you know, nice and you know somebody else would be able to use them. And ThreadUp will sell the clothing for you. I tried this once. I don't have a lot of name brand clothing, so I think I made like $7. But it was still worth it to me because I could send my clothes to them that I didn't want anymore and they could be used by someone else. Having said that, I think this is a good option if you enjoy secondhand shopping or like thrift shopping. I don't. I don't like clothes shopping. I really don't. So I've tried to shop on ThreadUp before and you know, you go on the website and all of the clothes are on mannequins. I feel like it's hard to see how things fit on real people. I mean, I understand why the photographs are like that because they're selling secondhand clothing. But for me, I can't tell what anything looks like. So Buying through thrift stores or secondhand shops has been a struggle for me, so I like to buy clothes from sustainable small businesses instead, and there are two that I want to mention. The first that I have to talk about is Evolvery, which is Amy Homan's sustainable and ethical clothing business in Ohio. Amy was on episode seven of this podcast, so you can listen to some of her story there, but her business looks very different than it did when we were talking a couple of years ago. So today, Amy works with a manufacturing team in Pakistan to make clothing out of dead stock fabric. And she, she was working with dead stock fabric then too. This is fabric that has already been produced and that would be going to a landfill, but Amy finds a use for it within her clothing line. She makes her pieces of clothing out of this fabric. She has a brick and mortar store in Ohio, but of course you can also shop online. She is a fun Instagram follow because she talks about the process of designing her clothes and, and the details that they think about. And she takes you through the new pieces, which makes it easier to shop online, I think. So if you're looking for clothing made out of dead stock fabric that's, that's pulling fabric out of the landfill and finding a new life for it, Evolvery is a really cool clothing to look into. And they're an ethical company too. So the people who work with the manufacturing team are paired a fair wage to produce the clothes. So I, that's important as well. Another small business I've been really liking this year is Tradlands. So I tend to live in dresses all summer long. I'm, I'm very prone to eczema and getting itchy rashes from the heat. So I pretty much just wear clothing that's made of breathable materials like cotton or organic cotton. I have some tensile pieces. I'd be open to linen, but most of my clothing is cotton. And Tradlands makes a lot of nice, flowy, comfortable dresses in cotton or in like a tensile linen blend. 
So let me go back for a second and tell you a little bit about the company. The company was founded by Sadie Baudet. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, and Jeremy Roberts in 2012. They were engaged at the time. Now they're married. There's this cool story about them on CNBC, which I will link about how they started Tradlands with $10,000 and how much that company grew in its first five years. The article's from 2017. So Tradlands today, Tradlands clothes are an investment, I will say. <laughs> but the idea here is that if you invest in quality pieces that last, that they will be a part of your wardrobe for longer and you will be ultimately be sending less clothing to the landfill. So I looked up data about this because I was curious. Looking at 2018 data from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, which I will link, the U.S. sends about 11 million tons of clothing to landfill every year, and that accounts for about 6% of landfill waste. And this is significant because plastics actually account for 12 to 13% of landfill waste. That surprised me. I thought that would be higher. But kind of looking at those numbers, it shows you the impact that the amount of clothing we're throwing into the landfills can have, even if, you know, you think, oh, it's only 6%. That's actually a lot of clothes in the landfill. So buying quality clothes that last so fewer items have to go to the landfill is kind of one way to practice sustainability. And I guess that's sort of the way I try to go. So I picked up a couple of dresses from Tradlands this year on Super Sale, and I love them. They're really comfortable. They look nice. As happens when you support a small business that, you know, the company sends you nice emails about the importance of your support. They just make you feel really good about choosing to purchase clothing from them. They're also a fun Instagram follow when they release a new clothing line. They take you through all of the pieces and talk about the fit and the fabric and give you some behind the scenes info. They talk about how their team has made some of the textiles that they use. They don't just have dresses. They are really well known for their shelter cardigan. They have some separates, some accessories. So they're a great company to check out if you need to fill a hole in your closet and you want to create a minimalist wardrobe with clothing that's built to last. Okay, and then the last company I want to talk about is in the planner school supply market, and that is Wisdom Supply Company. Of course, if we're talking about planners, which is mainly what I want to talk about today, the most environmentally friendly thing to do is probably digital planning. You know, planning online using a program like Trello or Calendar, the notes, tasks, lists, and Gmail or Google, but I like paper planners. <laughs> I know a lot of people like paper planners too, so I was interested to learn about Wisdom Supply Company. I think I saw an ad from them on Instagram and then just started to follow them. For some company background, Wisdom Supply Company was founded by, by Heather and Nikki with the goal of reducing plastic pollution in schools. So Heather and Nikki met at plastic pollution events. They would go to these events and they saw each other repeatedly and ultimately decided to start this company together. And on their website, they write about how Heather wanted to stock her son's school with plastic-free supplies, and she crowdfunded to do that. And she was able to stock the school with all plastic-free supplies, and they have a lot of zero-waste school supplies on their website that are available. The products I can see being the most useful if I think about my own kids' school and what their supply lists look like are the zero waste binder kits. I can see my kids using those if they need a binder and then just, just keeping the binder from year to year. And also they also have zero waste notebooks that can go directly into recycling when you're done with them. So those would be great too, because I'm always tearing the paper out of notebooks when my kids are finished and throwing away the covers and the binding. So it would be nice to have something that could just 100% be recycled. 
And then they have these zero waste planners. So they now have 2023 planners on sale. So marked down because we're already so many months into the year. And then they have 2023 to 24 academic teacher planners that are on pre-order. And these planners are created from 100% recyclable paper and they are 100% curbside recyclable. So there's no plastic tabs or foiling or vellum or stickers. There's nothing to separate out. So at the end of the year, you can toss the entire planner into recycling. And they worked with local waste haulers to confirm that you could do this, that the entire planner could be recyclable. The planners are made in small batches in the US and it just seems like a really great small business to support if you like using a paper planner, but you want to be able to put all of that paper into recycling instead of in the landfill. So I'm thinking of trying out their planner this year. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking for the 2024 release and I, I think they sound great. And before I end today's episode, I wanted to throw out a plug for composting and composting through a small business if that's available in your community. So in that 2018 EPA data about landfills that I mentioned, more than 21% of waste in landfills is food, which that surprised me that that number was so high. It's significantly higher than plastic waste and textile waste. So if you are, are not inclined to compost at home, you don't have the space, it's just not something you're into, that's definitely our situation, your city might have a composting service that you can use. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I love the Baltimore Compost Collective. For people who live in Baltimore, it's a great service. It costs $25 a month. You get a bucket to fill with all of your food waste. So the parts of vegetables and fruit that you don't eat, the eggshells, coffee grounds, old flowers can even go in there. You add all of that to your bucket, they pick it up on Sunday, and then the material is composted at the Filbert Street Community Garden in Curtis Bay in Baltimore. That's turned into soil, which is used to grow fresh produce and build urban food security. So it's, it's just a really awesome business to support if you are local to Baltimore. I freeze all of our waste that we need to compost so it's not sitting out in the bucket. You don't have to do that. And yeah, if you have a similar business in your, in your community, I, I really recommend looking into them and supporting them because it seems like a really easy thing to do to reduce your waste if you can find one of these services. So if I can find a list of similar composting businesses in the US, I'll link that in the show notes. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you have a favorite low waste product or a favorite small business to support that makes sustainable or low waste products, I would love to hear about them please get in touch on Instagram. I'm at We Built This Life. If you enjoy the show and you want to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be really grateful. If you search for We Built This Life in Apple Podcasts and scroll down, there's a place to leave ratings and reviews that really helps out podcast creators both to get feedback and to help others find our shows. And I know I'm sure all of us are really appreciative for getting reviews. So thank you, thank you, thank you if you choose to do that. And if you are a small business who would like to be on the show, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on, on Instagram. Again, I'm at We Built This Life. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you soon.